You're listening to the Recovering Religion Podcast, a show where I explore religion through my new experience. This is my personal unconversion therapy outlet, so I hope you enjoy today's episode. Uh, for more information about me and what I'm trying to do through this organization, um, you can always visit Religion Recovery, that's all one word, R-E-L-I-G-I-O-N-R-E-C-O-V-E-R-Y.com in your web browser, and uh, thanks again for your support. Alright, episode one, template change. So, I don't even know where to start with this one here. Hi, maybe I can start there. (laughs) I'm Tyler, and if you know me, cool, thanks for listening, and if you don't, then hopefully this show will give you a better idea of who I am and what exactly I've been through in terms of my relationship with religion, which has been complicated to say, you know, the least. So, <laughs> just as a word of warning, too, um, I am going to be um, talking about some uncomfortable stuff, so just want to make sure you're aware. Um, in no way am I trying to bash religion. Um, just kidding, I kind of am. So, um, and, and part of that is, like, I am, I'm not trying to make this negative about religion, but at the same time, too, I, I, I just got to be honest on what my current belief about the thing is, which is it does a lot more harm than good, in my opinion, for the most part. Not saying all religions, but um, at least the religion that I came from, which I'll talk about here in a moment, um, was kind of the biggest determining factor for me of realizing that this wasn't the right thing that I should be in anymore. So um, I'll talk about that. And of course, if you have questions on it too, I always will be willing to answer any questions too, if you guys ever have any. Um, but yeah, just so you know, um, I have a website up that I just started, um, which is called religionrecovery.com and, uh, not an ad, but, <laughs> uh, you should go check it out. And I'm saying that because at least you'll kind of have an idea of what I'm trying to accomplish, where I'm at currently and my beliefs and everything too. You can check out the about page too, which has some like frequently asked questions and everything too that I tried to kind of sum up in advance so um, I'm sure there's a lot more that will come up from this shit but um, thank you and in advance for for listening and thanks for caring and um, I hope that this benefits you wherever you're at if you're currently in religion out of religion confused or whatever that kind of describes me so um, yeah without further ado I'll get started here so um, template change episode one um the old me versus the new me. Um, I guess I, I, my life started back, of course, it originated in California and Bakersfield, but um, my life and religion have always been kind of intertwined with each other. So um, doing most part from my late grandparents that passed away a few years ago um, that left really a a mark on me on um, how important faith and value and friendship and um, the church and the community and these kind of big, big holy items, I would say, that kind of summed up my life so much um, over the last few years. Um, I got all of those values directly from my grandparents, so no doubt about that. Um, I never really thought much about it until I was in high school, which um, was kind of my my period of realizing that 
I wasn't the same as everyone else, and um, and a lot of that was coming from me being gay. So to give you some context, because this is a lot <laughs> starting the episode, so let me just start from the beginning. Um, I grew up in Bakersfield, California in the 90s, and um, yes, I just turned 29 this year, so I'm, I am fucking old, I know, but... Um, I just turned 29 this year to give you some context. So, um, I grew up in, in Bakersfield and everything and with my religious grandparents and everything and with my mom, um, it was mostly my grandparents and everything too, that kind of helped establish a lot of these kind of learned behaviors and everything, uh, that I took with me for the rest of my life. But, um, I learned that from them after I went to you know, to New Mexico, which was, um, a whole story in and of itself, but pretty much my mom ended up meeting my now, no longer stepdad. I don't know. It's confusing, but if you know anything about our family, that's, it's confusing as fuck. So my apologies, <laughs> my family's very confusing and, and drama filled. Um, but I love you, Cody, if you're listening, um, and mom too, of course. <laughs> um, but we ended up moving because my mom ended up getting married to my stepdad. Um, and they ended up, you know, getting divorced, whatever, a few years later, once we were already in New Mexico. But that was kind of how I got there in the first place. And um, to fill in a little bit of the gaps here from people that know me that I haven't filled in completely going back this far. Um, I know that for me, I think ever, ever since I was about five, five or six, um, I knew that my interactions were totally different from anyone else in my class because um, I wasn't trying to hook up with a neighborhood girl. I was trying to hook up with a neighborhood boy. So that was um, that was when I was smaller and stuff too. And you know, it wasn't because of any trauma or anything like that um, that caused that, um, other than just me not knowing my dad. Um, but I had a strong father figure, so I don't think that's anything related to it at all. But I had a very strong father figure, um, which was my grandpa, who was kind of my rock um, for everything in life. And um, fast forward a few years later, um, I end up being a good Christian boy, end up going through uh, Christian high school um, and graduating from Grace Baptist Academy in Farmington, New Mexico. And... Um, with that too, it was. It came with its own set of challenges too. Um, going to a um, a whole different state when you're 17, um, with not a lot of information or um, that much assurances either that you're making the right decision going to ministry school for God, which is what I ended up doing after high school. Um, all throughout high school and everything too, um, I never dated anyone because um, I couldn't let anyone know that I actually was low-key attracted to guys, not all of the chicks that everyone kept trying to get me to go out with. Um, and by no means am I the best-looking guy by any means. No no fucking way. Um, but it, it, apparently it was it, it was a little bit confusing why I, I wasn't going out with anyone, um, especially in our small little school. Um, to only further complicate things, when I went to Bible college, um, I realized the great wonders of um, Craigslist. 
and <laughs> and if you, you know what I'm talking about, um, there was a reason why, of course, you would go on Craigslist back in the day. It was before apps like Grinder and whatever the fuck, um, Grinder and Scruff or whatever. Um, before those apps came out to kind of hook fellow LGBTQ plus whatever people up together. Okay, so. I feel so old talking about Craigslist. <laughs> I'm so old, I, I hooked up on, on Craigslist. Yes, that's true. Um, but, <laughs> and we'll always, we'll go into more about that, I'm sure, at another time. But um, when I was very, when I was very young, though, um, I, I definitely was trying to go and experiment as much as I could, as often as I could, um, all little known to my Bible college, uh, which probably still doesn't know about it, but I don't really give a fuck at this point. Obviously, if I'm <laughs> doing a podcast about how I'm completely not a Christian anymore, that's that's a that's a pretty big thing. So, um, to kind of go back on topic, I ended up hooking up with a bunch, a plethora of, of different random guys all throughout Arizona here. Okay, not to sound like a complete whore, but that was that was kind of the extent of it so that's my dirty laundry there um and a lot of that was all done under you know lock and key of course because i couldn't you know be seen or be outed because i was deeply entrenched in ministry and let me tell you um as a little bit of context as a gay man being in ministry um for all those years it was extremely um disheartening and I'm saying that because I've, I'm kind of an insider, and I'm and I'm saying not not just because I want to market off of that angle, but I'm an insider to religion because I was in you know all of these meetings. I was you know hanging out with all of these people that were supposedly great people or evangelists or ministers and pastors and stuff that um, mostly made conversation about you know boosting attendance, boosting numbers, um, boosting marketing, all of that shit, advertising, which is a lot different from the, you know, corporate world how? Um, not really. And so that was kind of my experience is that I, I ended up kind of getting involved in ministry for a long set of time. So I ended up going in um, right after Bible college. I went into a Arabic church that um, ended up being very, um, very horrendous, actually, and I didn't know that um, for the longest time. But and this is in in no way to cause any more drama or whatever about it. But I um, because there was a lot of drama with it, um, to put it lightly. When when you invest your life for like eight years into something, it's hard to not have some kind of attachment there. You know what I mean? So what ended up happening is that after I, uh, after I was a, a youth leader and everything like that for a good amount of time, the um, previous youth pastor of this small little Arabic church, Arabic Christian church, um, ended up leaving to go on to other ministry. And um, really super guy. I got nothing wrong with him. I mean, other than um, <laughs> a, a lot of bad teaching. But um, apart from that, I, I don't think it was meant ever as to hurt people, but um, as you'll see with this podcast as we kind of go along too, that 
despite your intentions, sometimes there's things that you can't really control with religion. And that's kind of the thing that I want to kind of dive into a little bit on the show a little bit more. So sorry if it's a little bit choppy, this one here, I'm just kind of getting the use, you know, used to doing this again. So, um, my last podcast was, was a, was a very different show for sure. So, um, but anyways, I want to talk a little bit just about kind of what was the expectation of me? Is it what, what was I supposed to be? And then what am I now (laughs) to kind of sum it up here? And I want to try to keep these episodes too under, under 40 minutes. So that's kind of my goal is to be under 40 and just kind of hit topics like that. So you don't have to hear me blab all day long about this shit. Um, but I want it to be like practical stuff too, that you're getting from this. So pardon a lot of the intro and shit today, but we're going to get to the, the meaty shit here in a bit. <laughs> no pun intended. So anyways, um, old me versus the new me. Um, I was in this train of conservatism of being Baptist. Um, you know, even though I was going to a Bible church, I was still a very strong Baptist in what I believed for a long time. Um, and, you know, graduating from a Baptist school, no matter what you want to say, if you're not a Baptist, you low-key are because you're cool with going to school there still for some reason, Tyler. So that was um, <laughs> that was my thing. Um, it was one of the biggest regrets that I had for a long time was going to Bible college. And a lot of that was due to um, the... And I was doing this simultaneously while I was in the Arabic church, if I didn't explain that to kind of make it clear. Um, so I was doing all this shit at the same time um, which is definitely not a good idea. Um, but at the same time, and pardon, pardon me too if I sound like I'm in pain because my neck and my back are fucking hurting today. But anyways, I I went and um, was kind of helping out at the Arabic church and then also doing my full-time schooling and then graduated with my bachelor's, whatever, after four horrendous years. And <laughs> got that in, you know, shit that I don't even believe in anymore, which is... <laughs> <laughs> you know, what am I supposed to do with that, dude? Not much I can really do about it now, but that's kind of um, one of the things I guess meditations helped me with a lot recently, which I'll talk about, but fuck. <laughs> Talking about a gigantic waste of money and time and energy, for sure. Um, so anyways, I was on this road to be a conservative Baptist pastor, okay? And as soon as, this is kind of my biggest ambition in life, um, was to be a pastor and if you were in my church before, I'm sorry. Um, and I mean that in, in a lot of ways because um, I feel like a lot of the teachings that I that I did were un- unintentionally hurt people. And I feel that there is a... This isn't like a YouTube apology either. <laughs> of course we're not on YouTube, but... Um, not yet, at least. That'd be kind of cool, though, eventually. But whatever. Um... I, I'm not just trying to make people feel bad for me, but I, I definitely was very confused on a lot of my teachings, which um, taught a lot about um, kind of having this religious kind of judgmental mindset that I definitely instilled to some people that kind of move, have moved beyond me now that are still in Christianity that are taking the same lessons that I taught with a lot of fervency um, and using them against people like myself and people a part of my community, um, specifically like the LGBTQ plus community, that's a lot of times towards trans people in the church too. Um, however, I really, really, really was um, 
not expecting my life to end up how it is now, especially from that perspective a few years ago. Um, when this youth pastor left, it was big news because um, it's not very often that your predecessor and, you know, when you're next in line to inherit a, a fortune, so to speak. Um, but my fortune was, you know, some raggedy teenagers and all, all the while, like I never thought anything weird was about that because like, um, I was like, Oh yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like, you know, the adults are in church and shit and they, um, they need time to focus on their relationship with God. And so we need to help the kids kind of help their relationship with God. And that was my very simplistic kindergarten kind of understanding level of youth ministry. And, um, I kept hearing all the time, especially from the pastor that um, was before me, a guy named Randy. Um, Randy would tell me that, you know, you got to know your sheep like the back of your hand, which has always been kind of degrading. Like, in in the religion I come from, in Christianity where I came from, um, you know, we're often compared to sheep, which I get it. Have you ever driven in Phoenix? <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> I'm just being honest. Um, sometimes, yes, definitely true. There's some fucking shitty sheep, sheeple. Okay. Just, there are shitty sheeple everywhere. Sounds like I have a horrible lisp, but there are shitty sheeple people slash sheep everywhere. Yeah. Um, but kind of the tone and posture of your entire religion is based on you're kind of a dumbass and you know, God isn't that's, <laughs> that's, that's not very good self-confidence, dude. So I feel like that definitely has a lot to do with kind of the view I've had of myself, which is just, oh, I'm a, I'm fucking stupid. And, and that's it. Um, well, you know, serves me right. You know, I'm just going to go back to it anyways. You know, dog returns to his vomit, that kind of stuff, which I would use these expressions like this. And in some way I'd be poking fun at it, but in other ways, um, it was low key insecurity in a lot of ways that I would carry with me just by hearing the word sheep kind of just conjures that shit up. So my apologies, but he told me, he's like, you have to know your sheep, like the back of your hand. Okay. And he's like, I need to know what everyone is doing and where everyone is. And I shit you not. That was actually said to me. Okay. And everything I'm telling you, I'm not trying to exaggerate at all. Like this isn't just fake. This is all real shit. So all the real shit I'm talking about here, this is very, very real. Um, and he said, you know, you have to know the people like your back of your hand. And I kind of took that philosophy and ran with it on a whole new level. And during my time when I ended up becoming youth pastor shortly after that, which I wasn't ready for that shit, um, looking at it, I wasn't ready to be a minister or a practitioner in this religion, um, especially with little to no assistance or thought whatsoever from leadership about it. Um, kids are kind of an afterthought in a lot of youth ministries. And I can, I can say that for a fact that that's the case, um, with how it was in my, you know, in, in my old religion in general with, with youth groups. Um, not all churches are shitty to youth though. Let me keep in mind. Um, I have a good friend, um, who has been very, very awesome with me during this entire experience. Um, Josh and, I'll talk about him often too, but he's, he's one of my pastor friends as well that, um, I've had listened to this as well. Um, but he 
that guy actually cares about people. Like, there's a difference between people that don't give a shit <laughs> about you um, versus people that actually do. And I like the pastors that, regardless of if I agree with religion or not with them anymore, that doesn't matter. That's not my point. I care more that they care about the other person. That's real. That's real to me. Um, even though I don't think religion is real, I think that there's definitely a lot of spiritual things in this world that are real. Um, and one of those things is compassion for another person. So, um, and we don't just get that from the Bible either. So just so you know, that's, that's not just, I'm not just here to preach at you. Um, that's not my job anymore. So, um, I do want to talk though about kind of what led me to this point. I, I lived a, I lived a double life, honestly, um, up until a few months ago. And, um, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of that anymore. I really was, and I didn't want to talk about it, but I'm not, I'm not ashamed of that shit anymore. And I, I've tried to let that shit go and, um, have tried to work through a lot of my shit in the last few months. And, um, a lot of that is thanks to this, you know, amazing person that, um, God slash the universe slash source slash whatever the hell you want to call it brought in my life. And I'm thankful um, because that that man's definitely changed my life. So, and I'll, of course, talk about him because he's my sweetheart. His name is Xavier. And um, just so you know, too, if, <laughs> if you're looking on the website, too, under, um, I think, contact, I think it's the contact page, um, there's one of the pictures of, of one of our... Uh, fur babies. So <laughs> you're welcome. I'm sorry for the corniness, but um, yeah, that's Duchess, by the way, too, on that page. In case you go there and take a look, the other one is Dexter, not pictured, but he definitely soon should be. I'm just their stepdad, so I haven't been a part of their lives for very long, but I plan to be. Um, you know, of course. So it's cool. So just so you know, um, that's a very big fast forward in the story. So I'm sorry. Um, but to go back on it, um, I really, really, really have had my life change a lot over the last few months. And a lot of that, of course, is due to uh, the guy that I'm dating. And um, that wasn't the only reason that kind of caused that. So I don't want not to think that that, that was the root cause of everything. Um, there was a lot of spiritual discontent that I've had, you know, even before I met Xavier. And a lot of that was due to kind of how I was treated in the church, which was less than stellar, <laughs> to say the least. And um, I I quickly became an enemy after I stepped away from my church um, to kind of go start my own and kind of do my own thing because I was very sick of a lot of the hypocrisy that I was noticing. And the all the while, like, I wasn't noticing my own hypocrisy, right? So I'm not the first to be blind to that. Like, trust me, um, if, if I'm out fucking guys and stuff and claiming to be an evangelical, I'm not. That's just not, <laughs> that's not a part of the teaching. I can try to mix theology however I want or whatever, but I, I really don't believe at the core of mainstream evangelicalism that they're okay with that. Especially if you're being a pastor, they're not okay with it. Um, maybe if you're a church member, you know, they some more progressive churches might, but I, I felt that I was living a lie, and I was. And the lie was that I can live a, a good, healthy life um, and be gay and also be religious, which isn't true. Um, and I'm saying that because 
it wasn't the gay thing that threw it off. It's the religious part that threw it off because, um, for me, it, it ended up becoming just a disastrous, um, headache for me. Um, I can't go out on dates, you know, with my boyfriend because I'm afraid of, um, people catching me. I'm afraid of this community of people that are supposedly very loving and kind and accepting and would care for me, um, that I've been kind of an insider in this community for years. How betrayed are these people going to be when they realize I'm not going to marry their daughter, but, you know, I, I, I might go after, you know, one of their guy friends, right? Like, what the fuck? And if you're thinking I've ever gone for anyone that you know, you haven't, because I'm not that stupid. So <laughs> the only person you know I've gone for is Xavier on purpose. So just so you know. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, for me, I was I was kind of hyped up and kind of put into this role of being a pastor when um, I let it get to my head. And I let it get to my mentality and I let it get to my heart ultimately. And I ended up kind of betraying my own morals in a lot of ways. Um, not because I said my own made up morals, I, I ended up betraying and which caused me a lot of hurt over the years because of that. Um, and, and that was all, that's all my doing. So I'm not blaming anyone for that. That's all my doing. Um, but I believe that my mindset, my religious mindset kind of crippled me and continues to, to be kind of a disability in a way. Um, not like anything, you know, legitimate with people with actual disabilities, but this is something that I think can hinder your growth. It can hinder your, your relationships. It can hinder pretty much you moving forward and moving on with your life um, by having it as a part of you as who you are. Um, that's why I think that like religion in general um, is something that I felt I needed to recover from. Now, not saying you need to. <laughs> that's up to you. That's, uh, that's fucking your walk, dude. I don't care. Um, this isn't for you. Like, I, I, I lo would love you to keep listening, yes, but it's not for you. I, this, is, this is like kind of a deconversion therapy for me. So you guys are kind of my therapist in a weird way. <laughs> Along with everyone else is listening to this shit that is probably fuming angry right now, but that, that's kind of my heart behind it. I'm not meaning it to be malicious, but I just want to kind of talk about the old me versus the new me. So um, that was kind of the road I was on until I ended up coming out. And after I came out, which was in February, um, because I realized that, you know, I realized that I was sick of, I was sick of hiding shit. You know, whatever Xavier would come, I was sick of it because I would have to pretty much make it look like no one has been over here or that I'm not hooking up with anyone or, you know, that I'm not dating anyone even, especially. And um, I couldn't go where I wanted to. I felt trapped in my own world. And these people, you know, for the most part, um, very strong religious people that I had in my life, um, ultimately have proven to be very you know, kind of blasé about what I do. They don't really give a fuck. Um, and part of it is just because they, they didn't give a fuck about me in the first place. A lot of people didn't. Um, but thank God, though, like, or thank you, I can't say that as much anymore, I don't know, but, you know, 
thank thank the world here that that there are some good people here, and that's kind of where I want to transition here a little bit to kind of end on some positive shit with you, is that the world is a good place. Now the world isn't always good, and as we know with COVID and all this other shit in twenty twenty. Trust me, I can be the first to tell you the world is shitty and. Um, a lot of the teachings as well that even come out of a lot of the Eastern religions, out of Buddhism and everything too, um, is all about suffering. So there's no doubt, there's definitely fucking suffering here. Um, however, um, is that all that there is? Is man just fucked up and that's it? Is there, I mean, what happens after all of this? Those are kind of the bigger questions and everything too that we'll you know that we'll kind of talk about or kind of theorize about. But um, the religious version of me had an answer for all of that, which is a problem, and that's kind of why um, I think this is kind of a a good way to define what religion is. Is religion kind of gives you these um, gimme answers, like I need answers. Um, these are um, existential questions that religion tries to sum up in a cute little phrase and it just can't do it <laughs> it just it's not there it's a it's a bad remix dude it's not it's not the same it's not um if you're a song that you really liked and then somebody just completely just butchered it okay fucking ruined it <laughs> listen to um what is it i think it's the it's not the voice is it no, it's just, I was thinking of just America's Got Talent. That was the thing. Just listen listen to some of the worst compilations of singers and shit. It's just go on YouTube and look it up because it's it's rough. <laughs> it was it was to that level of disrupting, you know, something that was really good. So I just wanted to to kind of end here with where I'm at now. Um, I'm now fully out, which is awesome. Um, and that's kind of the biggest thing that's that's been a big catalyst for a lot of change for me has just been, I need to kind of rethink my entire reality here. Um, I need to rethink um, down to how I deal with my issues because I realized that even though I was a pastor for many years, um, I don't have healthy ways of dealing with things. You know, I don't have healthy ways of dealing with anger I don't have healthy ways of dealing with frustration. I don't have healthy ways of dealing with doubt. And I feel like this podcast here, at least what I want to try to do is I want to kind of work through my own issues and shit, things that I'm dealing with too, that, that would kind of help to, to kind of give you some ideas like um, a little bit about me now. Um, now, you know, the, the, the guy that meant so much to me that I was afraid to be seen with is, is now staying with me here. Um, which is fucking lit. <laughs> I'm not just saying that if he listens to it. He's probably sick of hearing me already. <laughs> but um, I don't get sick of it. And, and I, I, I feel like I can actually express and be loved and feel loved and know that I'm loved. And um, <laughs> and that, that's kind of the, the most important thing to me right now is is to be able to not feel like a complete piece of shit when you go to bed, you know, because you have someone. And if you don't have someone, that's it's not to make you feel bad. It's 
you have yourself, and and I'm not just being like, bro, you got yourself and fuck off, but no, <laughs> you you have yourself, and that's that's all that you need, um, and, and I mean that. Like, I know it's very easy, and it's easy to kind of hear my voice at times and kind of associate it with a religious thing, but I want you to hear something different from me that I think will change your life, and that is that you don't need to change your life. That's it. <laughs> That's it, dude. Um, you don't need to change your life. Your your life is good. Your life is good. Your life is full and it's complete already. Why? Because you're here. And you're like, oh, that's so fucking sweet. No, it's... <laughs> but I mean it, though. I mean it. You're you're here right now. You're breathing. That, that's more to be said than anyone that's ever lived because most of the people that have ever lived are dead, right? <laughs> Thanks, Louis C.K., for that joke. But it, it's true. Most of the people that have ever, you know, that will exist in this universe, in this plane, are dead. <laughs> so I'm just saying, you have a lot to be, you have a lot to, to realize about your life that you are complete. You don't need some way of thinking, some religion, or whatever to make you more complete like that. I feel that that's kind of the thing, too. Like, even though right now I'm, I am I consider myself kind of practicing in, in secular Buddhism, if you don't know what that is, you're like, oh, Tyler's a Buddhist? No, 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 you, you, you totally didn't hear me. So go back here for a second. You, you focused? I'm just kidding. It's called secular Buddhism. And... Um, I wrote some more about it on the about page, so you can you can read there if you want to. Um, but the whole thing, in a nutshell, is pretty much like, all right, well, um, I don't believe in the religious things necessarily of Buddhism, but I definitely um, do resonate with you know a lot of the truths that are in it. But I resonate more with kind of the philosophy of mindfulness than anything else, and. Specifically in in Zen, which is something that I've been doing recently, that I kind of encourage you guys to kind of research a little bit, is is Zen. Um, so there are some apps and everything too that you can download that might kind of help you with that. Um, one of the things that I downloaded as I pull up my phone here, go past my Naruto wallpaper. Hmm. So I throw that in there. Um, I have a few on here that are pretty good that I use now. Um, here's a free one because that's probably the one you will use and actually care about is called Zen guide. And that's it. Zen guide. And it's uh, like a white app with like, um, I think Japanese characters on the front of it. Um, it kind of resembles a house. Sorry. Sorry. The entire language of Japanese. Um, but that is, that is one of the, the good apps, at least on iOS. I think that they, they would, of course, have it on the Google Play Store, too, with a lot of other probably greater apps that are available to Apple. You're, you're welcome, Xavier, for that plugin for anything that's not Apple. But that is a, um, that's a good resource, too. Um, the re one of the reasons why I use it, um, it's really just a really simple interface, and literally you just click it here. Um, I'm going to play you really quick kind of what it sounds like. It's preparation for, like, 20 seconds and then um let's see here really quick oops as i don't drop everything here okay here we go about three oh, five seconds here here we go and 
don't know if you heard it. Oop. There we go. <laughs> it would help if my volume was up. <laughs> We're learning together in a safe space. You hear that? And that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> so it's it's literally just a meditation timer. That's it, which is pretty much the essence of Zen. Zen is like there's there's no religion necessarily that acknowledges, even though you can attribute Zen to um, Mahayana Buddhism or whatever too. You can yeah, that's definitely part of it and different sects of it. But um, this is this is something totally different. So um, what I'm what I believe is that there's um, that I, I don't think that there's just one right religion. I think that there's a lot of truths in a lot of them, but um, I, that's not really my goal of meditating is to find that. My goal is to kind of be content and be here now where I'm at um, and be fully present in this moment. That's that's kind of where where I'm at on it. <laughs> so to give you an idea, that's that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, before I I was always so afraid of meditation and everything too because it really scared the shit out of me because I thought it was demonic I thought it was you know you know because this stuff kind of originated in other religions um, it's it kind of fits a Christian narrative that it would be demonic um, but I I've seen time and time again um, very good people, even people that are religious and everything too, that practice mindfulness, that do the same thing, same practices of Zen. Um, it's pretty much just, it's very similar to how you would pray. Um, except this time it doesn't hit the ceiling, <laughs> which, you know, because it's actually helping you, um, which is kind of the big problem I have with religion. It's very, it's very focused on, you know, on an external force, an external being, as opposed to the being that's right here, right now, in this space and time, in this second. Um, that's why I have a kind of a problem with it, is that we're kind of worshipping an ethereal thing that we've never seen. We don't know anybody really that has seen him. Um, we hear stories and we hear different things like that and miracles and everything. I'm not doubting that there's stuff that happens. Um, but... For the most part, I don't know anybody that's personally seen Jesus unless, well, can't really say that because I I was friends with some crazy people. So um, <laughs> I'd probably say a legitimate sighting, uh, probably not. Um, but it's crazy how people can devote so much time to, you know, a being that they've never met but not devote any time to themselves. And that's, I think, the greatest gift that I can give you on this one here as we kind of wrap things up with under 40 minutes is take care of yourself. You don't need to change. You don't need to do anything like that. And I'm not saying that there's not qualities about you that you'd like to adjust. Cool, that's awesome. But you need to realize first and foremost that you aren't as bad as what the Bible's been telling you. You aren't as terrible as a person as you think you are. And even if you don't buy that 100%, that's cool. Don't, don't take my word at it. But I'm saying like, why carry that guilt around with you when you really don't have to? Um, that's kind of my that's my catch on it. Um, I'm gonna try to do another episode here very soon. I'm not gonna promise when, but because I'm I'm doing some different editing and stuff too. But um, pretty much the next episode here to give you a little preview in the last less than a minute is I'm gonna talk. The next episode is called the pastor, um, where I'm talking about being a fanatical ev evangelical. Um, 
preacher um, and how I love kind of the title more than the actual work of what it would be to be a spiritual influencer. Haha. <laughs> Funny, right? So um, other than that, um, thank you so much for listening. And um, we have more content coming this way soon. So I already have like the next uh, four episodes after this kind of drawn out. So we're going to talk about uh, episode two is the pastor, episode three, the liar, and then episode four, undercover doubter. And then episode five is propaganda hell. So it's, we'll, we'll try to keep it concise and everything too for you guys, but to make it interesting. So if you have any questions or comments too, um, I definitely want to hear them. So um, go to religionrecovery.com and just drop me a line and I'll be more than happy to take a look at it. Um, but other than that, I hope you guys have a wonderful, uh, peaceful rest of your week. And I hope you got something out of this. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.